0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Vanessa Dunn about an idea that when I heard what she had done was so intriguing to me, I really wanted to share with you guys because it seemed like the perfect solution for a dilemma I hear about a lot, and that is people who want to have a Disney wedding, but they also want to have a wedding at home and they can't decide what to do and they can see the pros and cons of both. Well, Vanessa went ahead and did both. So today you will get to hear the story of how she had an at-home wedding and a Disney wedding and how she was able to combine the two, afford the two, so that she could kind of have it all. And it's not as far-fetched or out of reach as you may think. So welcome, Vanessa. Hi, how are you going? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really interested in this idea because you do hear a lot of times girls saying, oh, I would have loved to have had a Disney wedding, but family just... Really, we couldn't get everybody there and it was inconvenient. Or people saying, you know, I had a Disney wedding, but it's too bad so-and-so couldn't come. And this seems like a great way to sort of have it all. So maybe you could start by telling us which idea came first. Did you decide on a Disney wedding first or was it the at-home wedding?
1: That's a really good question. And it's kind of um, the chicken and the egg kind of scenario because for us, I really think it was our Disney wedding that set everything else in motion. But being so far away, we were kind of well aware of the fact that if we went ahead with a Disney wedding, we were going to have to do something at home for the people who just weren't able to make it, be it, you know, financially or for whatever reason. Um, so it's really, it's really, it's a really hard question to answer, but I think it would be our Disney wedding came first. Okay. And what
0: gave you the idea that you could actually have two? Because just on paper, it sounds like, oh my gosh, that would be so expensive. It would be so difficult to coordinate two whole weddings. How did that start to become actually feasible for you guys?
1: It's kind of an interesting question because the challenge for us really wasn't do we have two weddings? Uh, Because as I said, we we knew that that was, we were going to have to do something back at home. The challenge was more about creating, I guess, the balance and what each celebration was going to look like and who was going to come to each one and what was going to happen at each, were each going to be the same. And and I guess the planning process in working out what both celebrations were going to look like was much, much more, was more challenging, I guess, than uh, working out whether we were going to have two. We sort of, thought we we weren't going to have two weddings, I guess, to start with. We were going to have a celebration at home and a Disney wedding. And as we just went through the process, we we came down to this, listen, I think we're going to get to two celebrations and two sides of the world. So that's kind of how it came about. Okay. So then which one did you have first? So initially we had planned on having a Disneyland wedding. We are going to have a Wishes Disneyland wedding. And we sort of thought that that's, that's what we wanted. And California is... A lot closer to us than uh, Florida so we sort of thought look that's a really great compromise and we would have a small kind of casual party back home and then unfortunately it became apparent that certain members of our family just wouldn't come to um, a Disneyland wedding and we decided that look we really wanted them there so we would switch and have a bigger home wedding and a small escape wedding in Disney World. And I guess then the the problem for me was that the more we went down that track of changing from a wishes wedding to an escape wedding, we found that it was, you know, it was very structured and it was the choices were so limited. And the the further we went through the the process, the more I sort of thought this is just not what I wanted to do at all. And um, I was sitting at home one night and I was reading your book. And I came across Chapter 6. I, I completely remember it as so vividly because my husband was playing video games and I said to him, my goodness, you've got to come and read this. It's We could get married on one of the Disney cruise ships. And he sort of looked at me for a minute and he read it and he said, this is it. This is perfect. This is exactly what we want to do. So once again, we called our poor planner at Disney Fairytale Weddings and we said to him, look, we're changing again. We now want to have a wedding, an escape wedding on one of the cruise ships. And that's how we went from Disneyland to Disney World to Disney Cruise. And all the while, our wedding at home was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's, that's sort of where we ended up.
0: Wow. That's really cool to hear. Now, your wedding at home, which was in Sydney, is that correct? Yes, it was. Yes. Did you invite the same people to both and just see
1: who could come? Or how did you kind of, how did you work that? Well, in actual fact, our wedding at home we had in the Hunter Valley, which is sort of like the Napa Valley in California. So it's about two hours out of Sydney and so therefore it was technically a destination wedding as well. And what we ended up doing was only inviting family and extended family, immediate family, just family. None of my husband or my friends came to our um, home wedding. All our friends and family were invited to our Disney wedding, but our home wedding was only for family because the cost was just getting way out of control. So we sort of ended up with, I guess, three celebrations, if you like, because we had our Hunter uh, wedding for our family. We had our Disney wedding for ourselves. And then when we got back from our honeymoon, we just sort of went to the pub and met up with any of our friends who weren't able to come to either and you know, had a drink with them, and that was that was great. So everyone got to be involved in different ways, but um, everyone ended up happy, which is great.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And that's one of the things that can be so nerve wracking to brides and grooms is trying to make everybody happy. And it sounds like well, you had three events in
1: order to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was. It sounds extreme, and it sounds huge, but um, in actual fact, we were able to keep the cost really um, under control because I wasn't particularly fussed with you know, the latest fads or making sure that everything was, you know, 100% perfect. I was quite happy to do things myself. And, you know, we set priorities that we wanted, and we kept to them. And we just kind of let let it all flow. So it was good.
0: That's interesting. So did you find that say your home wedding, you were less concerned about how it turned out because you were more
1: interested in the Disney wedding or vice versa? Yeah, look, I know it's terrible to say, but absolutely. We had some absolutely shocking things happen in the lead up to our home wedding that if I'd been a normal, like if I'd been myself, I think I would have lost it. Like it was just, it was crazy. We had, you know, our cake maker forgot to make our cake and my husband and all um, the groomsmen's suits didn't turn up and there was massive rain and flooding in the Hunter and our venue flooded the day before. All things that would have sent me completely off the deep end, but I was just... That's no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we've, we've got our Disney wedding coming and that's what we were focused on. And that's what we feel is our wedding wedding. Our home wedding was more just our reception in in our sort of, in our memory, I guess.
0: That's interesting. So now, how did you do this? How did you plan two weddings simultaneously without going absolutely bonkers? Uh, <laughs>
1: I had, well, in actual fact, I had a massive checklist that I created for myself. I couldn't remember everything obviously so I chose to remember nothing and if it wasn't on the checklist it just didn't happen so we had this tremendous checklist because obviously I did the planning for our home wedding and our Disney wedding and also all the guests that came with us to the cruise I actually planned their all their travel and their accommodation and their two weeks around the US um, whilst they came to our wedding so we kind of had three planning aspects to it plus, you know, working and normal life and things. So it was, it was hectic, but I tell you, if it wasn't on that checklist, it just didn't get done. Wow. This is amazing. I mean, you must be super organized. (laughs) Do you know what? I think it's, it is about being organized. Absolutely. But also it's, I learned a really valuable lesson and that was just not to second guess myself. You make a decision and you move on and you don't, you know, I see so many people who Sit back now, and and they'll think, "Oh, did I pick the right dress? Or did I did I do this? Or maybe we should change this, or maybe we should change that." And if you just don't second guess yourself, just go with it, you will cut out so much stress. That's great advice. Yeah. So,
0: okay, first, tell me a little bit about how your at home wedding went. After all the disasters and the
1: flooding and everything, how did it turn out? (laughs) It was really good. It was really good. We had it over three days. And the first day we had an activity and a sort of a welcome function so that everybody could get together and meet each other and catch up, I guess, because lot of, we had a lot of family and friends, like family friends coming in from um, overseas who obviously hadn't seen each other for a long time. So it was good to catch up. And then on the Saturday we had our wedding and our ceremony was at a little chapel in one of the vineyards, which was beautiful. And then we went through to our reception, which was just down the road at a champagne house. So that was on the Saturday. Sunday was our brunch. So we had a brunch in the morning and then those who wanted to head home could. And some people hang around in the afternoon and we went and did a a wine testing around the Hunter Valley. And those who didn't want to do that and didn't want to go home, we had um, rented a house in the Hunter, which was, you know, great for getting ready and being kind of wedding central, I guess, for for the week that we were there. And so most people then, if they didn't want to go home and they didn't want to go on the tour, they came, and just hung out at our place for the day. So that was great.
0: That sounds really nice. It sounds relaxing.
1: It was. It was really, um, I guess, we we kind of went for that feel or that was our mood that we wanted. We sort of didn't want to have a a big theme or anything like that. So we kind of went with colours for our theme, which were sort of a soft pinks, greens, chocolate, silver, just things that really meshed with the environment that we were in. And then um, we just kind of went with a fun, casual kind of overall feel so that no one was too uptight if you know as I said the boys suits didn't actually quite fit and my bridesmaids had some last-minute problems with their dresses and it wasn't you know no one cared it was just it was fun and everyone was able to just be themselves and relax and and have a good time so that's exactly what we wanted.
0: That's really nice
1: and then how long was it until you went on your Disney cruise? Right away actually. Everyone kind of headed home on the Monday from the Hunter if they hadn't gone on the Saturday and we flew out to the US the Tuesday morning. Wow. So It was straight away and we actually arrived um, in the States a few days before the rest of our family who were coming with us and friends and we had a couple of days to you know just relax and get everything sorted out and then Everyone uh, met up in Las Vegas and we stayed in Vegas for a few days and then we went through to Walt Disney World for a few days and then everybody uh, went on a cruise for a week.
0: (laughs) That's great. So now tell me a little bit about how your Disney
1: cruise wedding turned out. Our cruise wedding was actually fantastic. It was just perfect. We did have, as always, problems in the lead up to it and we just, we weren't quite sure what was going to happen when we got on the ship because Even though I thought the cruise wedding was quite different to an escape wedding, it is kind of viewed very similarly by the fairy tale wedding planners and you don't get a huge amount of detail up front and nothing could really be set in stone and I was a bit unsure about what was going to happen but we stepped on the ship and, to be honest, it was amazing. We clicked really well with our planners. We had a great time with them and everything just flowed perfectly. We had no problems at all. It was great. We got married on the deck, I think it's called Aft 7, at the back of the ship. And it was a beautiful sunny day and we got married by the captain in the afternoon and we had a cake and champagne um, reception in the lounge directly after our wedding. And then we were lucky enough to be able to send all our guests off to the early session of the show and we went around the ship and had some photos and had a bit of a relax and then met up everyone in Palo for dinner after the show had finished that evening.
0: Oh, that's great. And were they able to sort of seat you all near each other or how did that work?
1: We were actually lucky enough to be able to get the private room in Parlo's, So we were able to set it up the way that we wanted to with a few decorations and a little present for everybody at their table. And um, it was great. We were able to to really have that kind of privacy, but at the same time, it was still it was still fun and it was still part of being on the ship. So it was great.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'm curious what kinds of choices you made from the different, you know, the bouquet, the cake, what, how did you uh, customize your event?
1: Interestingly enough, we went completely different from our home wedding. We sort of figured we were in the Caribbean, we may as well be tropical. So we went tropical, everything, the colors, kind of the bright colors, fuchsia and bright pink and aqua as my colors that I did with you know, all my little projects and things like that. Um, My husband picked the tropical buttonhole and I had the tropical um, bouquet of flowers. And we sort of, we sort of really trusted the crew and the chef and the parlour manager with our reception food and and our cake. And, you know, a lot of our extras like that, we sort of said to them, look, this is what we want to do. We want to have, we want it to be fun. We want it to be tropical. And you guys are the experts. So just make it happen, make it make it work, and they all seemed to love that and it was great. They, they loved, I think, not being so directed in, in what they had to do. So um, it was good. It worked out really well and it was quite a nice change. You know, we were in the Caribbean and we sort of thought, let's go tropical, let's have fun, and it worked out
0: perfectly. That's cool. And did you use the ship's photographers?
1: Look, we did, and I've got to be honest and say it was a mistake for us. Ah. The problem I found with the ship photographers is that they are very much point and shoot photographers and the problem with that is that a a wedding is fluid and they really had no idea about how to take photos while things were occurring you know if the stage shots after the ceremony where you know we were standing as a group they were fine but the shots that you know you want of your wedding where you're you know you're saying your vows and you're exchanging your rings and things like that they just they didn't have the skill to be able to do that properly. So I think that is one of the things that we would like to change if we have a vow Renewal, to be honest. Interesting. Okay.
0: So now you mentioned that you had some trouble with the photography. Did you have anything else that went wrong or that you would do differently with either of your weddings that maybe my listeners could learn from?
1: I think the only other thing that we discovered that went wrong was that we had we did have some confusion with the, our planner at Disney Fairytale Weddings. And it came to light afterwards that there was some confusion about being from Australia, they assumed that we were English and apparently UK brides can have a wedding organised by, I believe, a a travel agent or something along these lines who actually really provide a lot of um, support and assistance and questions and, and, and answers and a point of contact, I guess, for their brides. And we didn't have any of that. And I think a lot of the reason we felt really kind of left adrift was because there was this mistaken belief that we had some sort of travel agent or we had some sort of third party who was assisting us when in actual fact it was just my husband and myself and we were trying to organize everything on our own and we just kind of we did feel quite left out on our own and I think that would be the next time I would sort of really really drive that home to them that we are doing this on our own and you know, we need a little bit of assistance because we are, you know, coming from Australia, we have no idea really at how things work in the States. We have no idea how Disney runs, you know, other than the few trips that we have been there. Whereas other brides who maybe live in the States and have gone to Disney their whole lives probably have more of an idea of who to call when they've got a question or, or what to do or who to see. And we have none of that information. And it did make it a little bit stressful for us at times.
0: That is very interesting because, yeah, and often I'll hear UK brides ask, you know, should I book my wedding through Virgin Vacations or should I book it through Disney? And I always say book it through Disney because you'll have more control. But that's interesting to know that you need to make sure they know that you're booked it directly with them uh, because you won't be having a travel agent help you. So, hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't I didn't really understand that there was this facility for other, other international brides. So perhaps had I realized that, I maybe could have, Dealt with the, the confusion a little bit earlier, but I just it didn't, it didn't occur to me that people would think that coming from Australia, we were similar to the UK and we would have these fantastic people that would organize everything for us. Right. Because I would have loved to have met one of those people. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. Okay. And so then what was your favorite memory from each of your events?
1: It's really hard to just pick one, but I think, I think for a home wedding, our most favorite memory would be just the time that we got to spend with our family a lot of them came from really long distances Uh, some of them are no longer with us and we really did it for them and we did it so that they could be a part of this this next stage of our lives and we, we really feel that we achieved that and that's the lasting memory that we have from our home wedding our Disney wedding oh that's so much harder because there were so many different things that I absolutely loved I think the cruise in general, I had never been on a cruise and I was a little bit scared about, you know, if I was going to like it and would I be trapped on a boat and what if I freaked out and all of those sorts of things. And I absolutely adored it. We actually ended up staying on the cruise an extra week. We did the second Caribbean adventure as well. So we did the Eastern for the wedding and we did the Western, just my husband and myself. And that was just fantastic. We loved every minute of the cruise. I think another special part of our Disney wedding was probably our photo shoot in the Magic Kingdom. That was just sensational. That was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and that was something I would never, ever give up. And I think my third favourite memory was the only time I've ever been picked for anything in my whole life. My husband and I were back in the park at sort of 9am the day we had our photo shoot looking all glamorous because we had um, the hair and makeup done in the morning and this gorgeous uh, little old man approached us and he said that his job at Disney was to create magic and we would like to be grand marshals in the parade at lunchtime and I was just I was overwhelmed I was like this is fantastic absolutely I couldn't imagine anything better so my husband and I, and there was another family that was picked as well. We got to ride in the grand marshal car for the um, lunchtime parade. And that was just, that's one of our favorite memories as well. So. Wow.
0: That's very cool.
1: And so do you have any advice
0: for someone who might be considering having two weddings now that they've heard that it is possible?
1: (laughs) I think that the biggest thing is that you just need to pick your priorities and make sure that you know, you, you put a big post-it note up and you just stick to them. And for us, our big priorities were, you know, the things that were going to last well after the day. So the memories, I guess, that we were going to create was forefront in our mind. Also, we wanted to put money into um, our photography and our videography. So we sort of we stuck with those and then everything else we were happy to, to compromise on. The, the second most important thing is just to be organised. Don't try and remember everything. And, and, you know, if people offer to assist you, just, direct them to the checklist and say, by all means, pick something. It's just—it's about, I guess, being really organized and then being prepared that if something does go wrong, you've got that time or you've got that headspace to be able to deal with whatever the challenge is and not completely lose it and and be able to keep going, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, it sounds like you had such a good experience. You're now considering planning a vow renewal. Is that right?
1: It is, actually. We sort of, for our five-year um, wedding anniversary, we were planning on doing um, the Alaska cruise. And then my husband suggested, it wasn't even my suggestion, he suggested that we do a renewal on the cruise. And I said, look, that sounds like a fantastic idea. And as always with things in our family, it's sort of snowballed. And now there's potentially more people coming than actually want to go on the cruise, but they all love the idea of the renewal, especially those who didn't come to our Disney wedding first time around. They sort of have realised that maybe that was a mistake and maybe they would have had a good time. So um, now we're sort of contemplating do we have some sort of escape wedding at, at Disneyland or do we go with our original idea of, of a renewal on the Alaska cruise? So it's going to be an exciting kind of 12 months, I guess, while we work that one out. <laughs>
0: That's fun. It'll be fun to hear what you decide to do.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm not leaning one way or the other at the moment, actually. Both of them sound like really good, um, really good ideas and really, could be really, really fun. And I think the best part about it, especially the escape options are, they are quite cost effective. It's not, especially, I mean, and I don't know, I know people sort of sometimes look at me and go, are you insane? But compared to the price of doing things here in Australia, the Disney options actually are quite cost effective considering what they include. And I think the only difference we would do is whatever we do, we would take our own photographer with us just to get some of those shots that maybe we missed last time. But yeah, so it's going to be fun working out what we would like to do. That's great.
0: So is there any place online that my listeners can go to read about and see photos of your two events?
1: Yeah, I actually I did. I didn't do a um a planning journal on the disc boards or anything like that. I just never got around to it. But I do have a, a sort of a blog diary that I kept online and it's disneygirlswedding.blogspot.com.au and that's sort of got um it hasn't got all our trip reports yet but you know two years later we're still working on that but uh, it's got a lot of our planning um a lot of our planning and a lot of our diy projects and things like that so especially um especially any aussie brides might actually enjoy seeing how we went about it
0: that's great that sounds like a good resource well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for people and maybe open them up to this idea that you maybe could have two different events to meet two different needs and get to sort of have
1: it all. <laughs> I hope so, yeah, because I mean that's that was our plan. and and you know we we were able to keep within our budget and and it's not not achievable if you if you just are willing to compromise and you're willing to take some things as they come and, and, and to stick to the things that are important to you, you can do whatever you want, really. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today.
0: If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.